Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. Before we start, I just want to let you know that I will be around all summer, even though summer is upon us and school is out. Um, I actually took a poll on Instagram, and it was almost unanimous that you wanted us to keep the podcast going throughout the summer. So ask, and you shall receive. So each Tuesday, you'll see a new episode from us all summer long. Um, And if you're not a subscriber yet, make sure that you go ahead and subscribe so that you can receive a notification for when we release a new episode. Now, today's episode is all about bell ringers, and I'm going to be talking quite honestly about my experience using them in the past and what I did this past year that really made them a game changer for me in my classroom. All right, let's go ahead and get started. Welcome to the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast, where it's all things reading and writing all the time. Game-changing lessons and fresh ideas, along with a dose of inspiration, are shared to help make your teaching life just a bit easier. And now your host, from the blog EB Academics, Caitlin Mitchell. Okay, so before we start today's episode, if you don't know what a bell ringer is, I'm going to give you just a quick overview so that you have an idea going into our episode what it is that I'm actually talking about. So we refer to them as bell ringers. Some people call them morning work or do now or warm-ups. I know they were called warm-ups when I was in grade school myself. Um, And essentially, they're little like five or ten minute skills-based activities that students do at the very beginning of class, which is why we call it a bell ringer. So as soon as the bell rings, you come in, you sit down, and you work on your bell ringer work. And the purpose of it is multifaceted, right? There are a lot of reasons why we use bell ringers. One thing really is to create like that calm atmosphere in the classroom when students walk in, they know exactly what they're supposed to do. They can get right down to business. Um, and while they're doing that, it allows you to maybe take attendance in the morning or have a quick conversation with students, do things like that. Um, and it's also a great way for students to consistently be reviewing skills. But that is the key part, right? I love bell ringers and I'm a huge fan of them. But, and this is a big but, I only believe in using them if they are a good use of students' time and not busy work. So with that said, before we dive in, I want to give you just a little bit of background information here about my initial experience using bell ringers. So when I first moved from teaching high school to teaching middle school, bell ringers were like the new talk of the town, if you will, in the teacher blogosphere. They were everywhere. And so I thought, you know what? I'm going to give this a go. If everyone says that it's the best thing ever, it's all the rage, I needed to see what this was all about. And so what I did is I spent a lot of time searching online for a good bell ringer resource. Like what could I really use that was going to benefit my kids in the way that I kept reading about over and over again. And after buying quite a few of them, I was honestly pretty underwhelmed to say the least, because what was happening was that as I was implementing these bell ringers and trying them in my classroom, they really did seem like they were just busy work and that students ended up loathing them. And that is not what I wanted to happen with using bell ringers. This is exactly what I had feared when I first decided to try them out and bring them into my classroom. And honestly, it was a really, it was a terrible feeling. It made me feel like I had let my students down, like I had let myself down. 
But as I always say, we're always learning. We're always growing. We're always getting better. And so I just kept thinking that in my head. Okay, it didn't work, but what can I do now? What what can change? How can I make this better in my classroom? And so last summer was a summer I finally had time and I was like, okay, it needs to change. Something needs to change with these bell ringers because I really like the concept of them. But how do I attain this ideal usage of bell ringers that I was looking for in my classroom. And I knew I couldn't use the same ones that I had been using. I couldn't bring them back into my classroom for another year. It just wasn't going to work. And so I needed to make a change. And honestly, I needed to make it quickly because the next school year was coming. And so last June, I reached out to Jessica, who is the other half of EB Academics, to talk to her about this, to have just an open conversation with her about this and see if we could maybe brainstorm some ideas together. And so she and I decided that we needed to figure out, you know, the huge benefits that we have of bell ringers, but how do we how do we reach those benefits of bell ringers? How do we do that the most effectively, right? We know that they can help create a calm classroom environment. We know that it allows you to take care of things in the morning, attendance, check homework, touch base with the student, et cetera. But more importantly, that bell ringers can really allow for students to review and practice plenty of those ELA common core state standards, right? Every single day for five minutes, that's a lot of time that our students can be practicing a specific skill, But that last point, that's where I was coming up short with the other bell ringers that I had bought. And I found that my kids weren't really practicing a whole heck of a lot, unfortunately. They were just reading prompts and responding to prompts, which, yes, you know, that can be beneficial when done well. But the setup I kept finding over and over again was just not doing a whole lot for them and their skills and building up their skills over time. And for me, it was honestly a huge pain in the butt to grade. It really was like bogging me down and holding me back. And it just caused a lot of unnecessary stress for me in my life. And so when Jessica and I sat down to create bell ringers for me to use with my eighth graders, we really focused on some key aspects to help ameliorate those problems that I was facing. So number one, it was important that the bell ringer be rigorous and that they could help my students practice various standards that I needed to cover. Number two, we didn't want them to become incredibly repetitive, right? And frankly, boring for my students. You didn't want them doing, you know, Monday musings or figurative language Fridays every single week, because let's face it, an entire year of that is going to get boring really fast. And that is what was happening for me with my kids. And number three, it was also really important that the bell ringers provided like that spiral curriculum for ELA content and ELA skills. We see this with math bell work all the time. And so we're like, why not for ELA? That could totally work. And so that's what we set out to do with those things in mind. So we sat down with all of the ELA Common Core State Standards and mapped out what was realistic for students to learn within a bell ringer framework, within that format, right? And we wanted to build on those standards throughout the year and give plenty of variety. So those were really kind of our parameters that we were looking at when we sat down to create our bell ringers. And so just so you can kind of see what this looks like, I want to give you an example. So there might be like a week's worth of various grammar skills, you know, the different types of sentences, compound, complex, et cetera. And then the next week might be literary analysis. And then we'll have poetry and then back to grammar and then moving on to informational text and Greek and Latin root words. So consistently coming back to skills that we have learned in the past with the bell ringers and within our own ELA content, right? So we're continuously coming back to skills 
throughout the bell ringer process over the course of the year. And I found that setting it up this way really helps keep the material fresh and my students engaged. They're not doing the same thing every single week, week after week after week. And let me tell you that after implementing this in my classroom this past year, I finally had the feeling that bell ringers can actually work. They really made a difference in my classroom this year. And I'm so glad that I had the experience that I did of it not working, that I was able to adjust and put all the time and effort that I did with Jessica into creating them last summer because it's so much better for my students and benefited them in so many more ways than I ever could have imagined. And so I'm really, really happy with the results. Now, I tell you all of this because having bell ringers that are rigorous, that are engaging, that spiral review ELA content skills, and that my students don't get bored of has been extremely effective, as I'm sure you can imagine. And, you know, do my students love bell ringers? (laughs) Not quite, right? It is work after all. They're still doing work in class. But they have said that they would so much rather do the bell ringers that I created than the ones that I had been using in the past. And so that is a huge testament to how much it works, putting in the extra time and the extra effort to creating the bell ringers that really spiral, that hit on different standards, that aren't the same thing over and over again, and that are allowing students just different ways to learn, you know, and different ways to show their knowledge on a specific topic. So now as the episode winds down, what can you do with this information? Well, really, you could go create one on your own. You could create bell ringers that fit your standards, map out what you're doing throughout the year, and create those short daily activities for students to complete in those first five minutes of class that really benefit them, that hit on just a huge variety of skills for Common Core ELA. And so if you'd like to take a look at the bell ringers that Jessica and I created and that I used with a ton of success this past year, I actually put together three free weeks for you that you can download and go check out. So go to ebacademics.com forward slash free bell ringers. That's with an S on the end. So again, it's ebacademics.com forward slash free bell ringers. And that free download will give you a great idea of how we set everything up and how we made sure to cover just an array of skills for the entire school year. So thanks so much for joining me for today's episode. Make sure that you go grab those three free weeks of bell ringers. And if you're a new listener to the podcast, I'd love for you to hit subscribe so that you can make sure you don't miss a single episode, especially over the summer, as we're going to work through um, the summer together to help get you ready for a new school year. And if you've been a listener for a while, I just want to say thank you so much for all of your support, your direct messages, letting us know that you are listening to our episodes, that they are really helping you with ideas for your ELA classroom. That just means so, so much to me. So if you have a chance, I would love for you to take just a minute, leave us a review on iTunes. It really means a lot to us. It helps us also reach more middle school ELA teachers with the podcast, with our message and with our content. So with that being said, I will see you guys next Next week for a very special episode that is near and dear to my heart. Have a great week, you guys.